house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Yo. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What is up? This is episode 172, college football week 13, NFL week 12. It is feast week. Thanksgiving is on Thursday, and I'm nervous. I'm wearing all black in the event that it is my funeral or your bookie's funeral. Somebody is going to die this weekend. Um, How do you feel heading into a week that absolutely steamrolled this last year. <laughs> I've been cursed for a year now. How do you figure? You went 16-3-1 and one less than a year ago. Yeah, but last week, I mean last year, this week is what killed me. Yes. It's been one full year <laughs> of me being cursed. I'm thinking it's over. <laughs> and it's all because of what I did the night before Thanksgiving. What did you do the night before Thanksgiving? Went out. Last year? Yeah. What did, Everyone goes out. Yeah? What did you do? Ah, bad, bad things, man. You definitely have to elaborate. I was, no it was out of character it. for me. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> you, well, nobody made you bring it up. Why did you open no this No one made you bring it up. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details of what I remember. All right. Well, let's go into the details. But, um, yeah, anyway, I woke up in my car. In the middle of the night, yeah. freezing cold. I couldn't find my keys. And then what happened? The last thing I remember before that was uh, I got my car and I was like, yeah, I can't drive. But then I woke up. I was freezing cold. I couldn't find my keys. It smelled like shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why did it smell like shit? So I got out the car. <laughs> and I fucking stepped in a pile of shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> so apparently, I got so drunk that I had a shit, and I just got out my car and shit next to the door. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, so I was parked outside Jeremy's apartment where Joseph lives, and yeah. um, I was like, man, I can't find my keys. They must be in Jeremy's truck. Well, I was fucking beating on Jeremy's door at like four in the morning the <laughs> night before Thanksgiving. And he wasn't answering our freezing call. I had to wake him up. He's like, he opens the door. He's like, you're going to wake everybody up. I said, wake who up? <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, and anyway, I went inside and I tracked shit all in his, uh, oh, yeah. I do all in his house because I stepped in my own shit. All right, so you went out, got essentially blackout drunk, Made the good decision not to drive, shit yourself, tracked it into Jeremy's house, and then we proceeded to lose nearly every bet on Thanksgiving Day. It was like two and eight or something. I think, yeah, it was. It for was that really weekend bad. in college football. It was bad. <clears throat> so the good thing is, for those listening, hit subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. We might have got that week out of the way because we just did fucking horrible, y'all. Did worse than me. Yes. I did the best, and I did bad. So, <laughs> hopefully we just got that out of the way. I've been getting 
kind of put through the ringer on social media and pretty much all forms of social media. A lot of people were not happy with the week that we had last week. They must think that we're happy with it. I'm losing all my money. I'm not happy. Um, So not, not good, but hopefully we got that week out of the way and we can kind of look ahead to what I plan to be a huge feast week. Um, But I've thought the last four weeks were going to be great and they have not been. This has been a tough season without, without a doubt. Um, A very unfortunate season with a lot of the bounces, but I'm hoping we turn the tides here. So do you feel okay? You got that off your chest from what you've been holding on to that burden for a year? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, my mom had to pick me up and then I finally found my keys under my car and she was like, yeah, you can't tell anybody about this. That what? So I waited one year. <laughs> you can't tell anyone about this ever. We never speak of this day again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got steamrolled last week. Before we get to the recap, we will go over a couple things that happened. Um, but I, I made a video about it. Look, weeks like that have happened. Before. I, we sat right here. I think it was on week zero. It was either the futures look ahead when we were right around the corner to college football being back, or it was week zero. And I said, we will sit right here after just getting obliterated, having a horrible week. And when you don't, you'll take it 10 out of 10 times when football's not here. Fast forward to week 13, we're getting obliterated. It's exactly what I said. Uh, But we're going to exercise the demons, put it in the past, and we're going to move on. So, um, but I got, I mean, I'm getting shots sent at me left and right by a bunch of fucking losers too. You want to tell us we did horrible? That's fine. I'll agree with you. But when you relentlessly post like over and over again, it's like, now you can go fuck yourself. Like, I mean, I don't know what you want. So there's a lot of fucking dweebs um, that like to fucking say shit behind the keyboard and nobody would, I don't even, I don't even go back and forth with it anymore. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll fuck you up. Like, you're never going to see this person in real life. It could be somebody we know, for, but they'll never say shit. So I'm not even going to waste the energy on it. It's sports gambling. It's a gamble for a reason. Um, and again, when we lose on this show, we're losing in real life. We're losing our fucking ass. So, but I'm one fucking home run week away from being out of the gutter. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Joseph's still doing great in college football. You're doing well in NFL. And there's a lot more money to be made. The ship is going to get righted this week. Um, let's see. Speaking of the futures, we're doing not bad on our since like recapping our futures episode where we gave our season over under win totals. Uh, not looking bad at all. No, I was looking at it um, earlier today. Got a big payday coming after tomorrow and the next day's games. Which ones? I'm about Once to cash the season ends. I'm about to cash in on uh, this week. I can cash in on Notre Dame, and I better cash in on Notre Dame because they're heavy favorites against Stanford, I believe. Um, and that'll be the final. I have them over eight and a half wins. That'll be the final one. I also have, I think if Duke loses, I will cash under six and a half for Duke. I will. Let's see. I'm looking at, they play Pitt, but without their quarterback. I don't, I don't think Riley Leonard's coming back. No, he's not. Um, so that's one that I probably shouldn't have got, and we'll, we'll have to get fortunate because Pitt sucks, but still a very possi- possible chance. Um then I've got Central Michigan, which they dropped a couple games this year. Central Michigan over, I think it was five and a half. They're trying to get bowl eligible. I think they're 10-point underdogs this week. And then the one, my biggest one, 
the one that's going to haunt me is Colorado under three and a half wins. They're going to finish the season with four wins and overtime win against Colorado State. Uh, going on the road, upsetting TCU week one as a 20-point dog. There was multiple games that Colorado was very fortunate to get, and they only won four. So we're going mm-hmm. mi- to miss that by half a point. Um, so that's brutal. That one hurts. A lot of people, once they won that first game, re-bet their under win total when it went up a game. I'm wishing I would have done that in hindsight. Uh, if, if Jeff Sims could hold on to the fucking football, maybe Nebraska is able to handle uh, – Maybe they're able to handle Colorado. Um, college basketball, I have begun betting. I gave out my first play yesterday. So if you're looking for college basketball plays, subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, I gave the first one out. It was Indiana minus seven and a half. They were up eight points, I believe, at halftime. No, I'm sorry. They were up eight with the ball. Shot clock turned off, turned it over five seconds to go. Bam, they rail a three. Right before, right before halftime, nearly was the difference because we go to the free throw line, we hit a couple free throws to win exactly by eight. So it was a sweat. It signifies college basketball is indeed back. Um, nothing more so than a first game sweat straight down to the wire where you need the worst free throw shooter to hit free throws, and he does. But it feels good to be back. I love college basketball. We'll, it was profitable year yet, uh, last year. We're going to try to do the same thing again. Um, what else? Anything else before we get into the recap? Zion Williamson, city boxing champ. That was fake. Oh, was it? You keep, yeah, you mentioned that. I thought you were kidding. That was not Zion Williamson. Well, that was a big motherfucker. Yes, that was not Zion. (laughs) You mentioned that earlier when we were playing pool the other day. Yeah, you didn't tell me it was fake. I was thinking, well, because like I was in the middle of like shooting or something, and then I was like, I just kept, I just carried on. But yeah, no, that was so clearly not Zion Williamson. Um, I couldn't tell. It was pretty dark out there. It was nighttime. Jesus. Yeah, it was nighttime. <laughs> Fucking Jesus, yeah. man. Um, Reel it in, brother. I know. <laughs> I that um, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I will edit that out. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Thomas is on IR. Again, which is unfortunate. Is he done? Uh, uh, no, they don't think he's done for the year. But no, he's, I mean, is he done? No, I don't think so. Like, you're, I mean, he's production done. Production-wise. Yeah, I mean... No, I don't think necessarily he because he just came off a year and a half. I understand, but you go watch it. Like, go watch his routes run and the separation that he's able to get. That Derek Carr's just not getting him the football. Um, there's plenty of times you can see where Derek Carr's looking to the right side of the field, and if he would look to the left, you can see the defensive back on the ground because Michael Thomas literally shook him to the ground and is wide open. What was the injury this time? His knee. Yeah, it's a knee. Mm. Um, they're saying he's not done for the year. Just. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. The Saints aren't going to do much this year. so But you can't lose on your bye week. So no Saints loss to recap this week. A uh, lot of offensive coordinators getting fired. Matt Canada just got fired from Pittsburgh. Uh, Ken Dorsey was fired from Buffalo. If you go over, march on over to Atlanta and you lay an egg, maybe we see Pete Carmichael be the uh, hit the trifecta of offensive coordinators fired midseason. So. Uh, but here's to hoping, I guess. Um, Thanksgiving is... Thursday, do you have anything to be thankful for? Not yet. No? What about you? Yeah, this podcast. Yeah? Yeah, I'm thankful for what I'm about to do this week. I got a crazy feeling. Um, But take that for what it's worth. I've had a good feeling last couple weeks. So, all right, we will get into the recap. My week started out fantastic. Started out with three straight winners. Then we rallied off five straight losers. So, Pitt minus two. um, 
pretty much exactly as I said. They were going to have to lean on the run. Rodney Hammond was going to have to have a big game. The defense was going to play well. They did. Rodney Hammond did have a big game, so much so that he had a 70-yard touchdown to put us back in front and uh, and seal the deal for us. So Pitt minus two was a winner. He had a, like over 130 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, we had the Colorado Wazoo over 63 and a half. This would have been a travesty if it didn't hit, and it nearly didn't. Colorado, I mean, Washington State scored 42 points in the first half. Colorado scored seven. It took Colorado to score a final fourth quarter, the only touchdown of the fourth quarter. That was the difference. That's what put us over. Um, it would have been – no, I'm sorry. I could be wrong about that. 69, 70. No, yeah, correct. It was at 63, so the half – the hook nearly killed us. Um, Washington State beat the shit out of Colorado. Dion and Shador have waved the white flag. Shador got hurt but he didn't really get hurt. He just knew they were about to get a fucking 50-piece dropped on him, and they weren't going to be able to keep up. So uh, it is what it is. Colorado is not in a good spot. Penn State minus 20 and a half. Fortunate to get this one, I would say. Um, the defense did their job. Uh, Aller got hurt. Another quarterback getting hurt. That nearly affected us. Um, but the, the backup kind of came in and sparked the offense a little bit. Took a late touchdown to – be up exactly 21. Uh, they, they handled the game, but there was just a couple missed opportunities midway through that was nearly the difference. Then we had the lock of the week. Me and Nick were both on it. Miami plus one. This one was frustrating because Miami very much so was in this game. It took their two defensive backs colliding on their own. No, no pick play, no nothing. They just ran into each other. That was the game-winning touchdown. And then Miami gets the ball on the four-yard line. You have four opportunities from the four. And they don't get it. So, extremely frustrating game. Don't don't collide into each other as defensive backs. Maybe fucking see where you're running. And we're looking at a different game there, potentially. North Carolina plus seven. This, I mean, this embodies the year that I've had. North Carolina plus seven. They should have been up 21 to nothing in this game. They were up seven nothing. They had a fumble inside the 15-yard line from Hampton, their running back. Then he broke a long one and was going in to score one-yard line. Clemson D... DB makes an incredible play, punches the ball out the back of the end zone. So touchback goes to Clemson, North Carolina. It was it was a t- it was a tough one. It really was. Drake May did have the ball two separate times with the drive to go down and get inside the number. Couldn't do it. So threw a pick on the last one. First play. Um, you don't you don't fumble out the back of the end zone for a touchback and then fumble inside the red zone for the second time. We're looking at a completely different story. UNC probably wins this game going up twenty one nothing to start. Utah State plus three and a half. The trending topic has been quarterbacks getting hurt. This was another one. Utah State goes up 10-0. Lagos going in to score again to potentially make it 17 to nothing, and Lagos gets hurt. And then the floodgates fucking opened from there. Not only does he get hurt, I think it was either on the same play or the very next play they fumbled right around the goal line. And um, it was Boise State proceeded to score 31 points in the second quarter. Um, Utah State didn't score another point. They lose 45-10 to 10 after going up 10 nothing. It was a one-play touchdown for Boise, one play for Utah State, sack fumble, one-play touchdown for Boise. You got 14 points in 30 seconds. If Lagasse doesn't get hurt, that's a completely different game. Uh, he's, It's a co- complete downgrade to the backup for Utah State. So, unfortunate luck again. Uh, Tennessee plus 10.5. They started this game off with a one-play 70-yard touchdown run. 
immediately. It went from Tennessee plus 10.5 to, okay, now we have Tennessee plus 17.5. It might as well have been a kickoff to Georgia with a 17.5-point spread for the Volunteers. Did not matter a bit. They got the fucking doors blown off. Georgia's the real deal. Tennessee's a fraud. Um, I don't. It, it quickly became apparent after the first drive for Georgia. I was like, okay, we're dead. We're dead. They scored thirty-eight. To it was thirty-eight to three after that first touchdown. Um, and then the worst play of the season. I do it every year. I've done two this year, uh, but I always have at least one a twenty-plus point favorite to lose outright, and that was Auburn to my New Mexico State with Jerry Kill and Diego Pavia. I know him well. They did not fucking rest anybody. There was all the injuries just evaporated. Um, and they go on a bye game, on a game where fucking Auburn paid them to come beat them. Paid them over a million dollars to come march on in as a 23-and-a-half point underdog and win the game handily. Uh, Hugh Free should be on the hot seat. I understand it's year one. That's fucking inexcusable. So um, start off 3-0, and go 3-5, and don't hit the lock. It's a bad week. Brings me to 43, 52, and 4, 6, and 7 in my locks of the week. You had four plays on the podcast, five if you count your Bricks Picks ad. Yeah, Miami plus one. You just didn't get a quite enough from their defense, although it was a closely contested game. Utah plus one. It was 28 nothing Arizona to start the game, and that's that. Western Kentucky minus 12 and a half. Western Kentucky won the game by five. Sam Houston put up a really good fight in this one. Arkansas minus 29 and a half. Arkansas won by 24. Um, they, they had a chance to cover it. Yeah, they settled for two field goals in the fourth <coughs> quarter, so that's that. And then Texas minus seven and a half. The Bricks picks play of the week. Um, we cash. Texas wins by 10. Yeah, that one, that one got me out the gutter. I, I, I liked it when we talked about it. Um, that's the thing. If I like something and I didn't pull the trigger on it and y'all are on it, there's a good chance I'm adding it this week. I told y'all, which Joseph will recap yours in a second. Um, I will go down with the ship. That's what I said in that video. I will not go quietly into the night. We are going to fucking send shots. We're going to take chances. And we're going to scratch and claw our way out of the gutter. Um, Joseph, you had three plays. Yeah, y'all might have to help me out with a with a recap because I was at a That's wedding right, yeah. the whole day, but I saw that. That Oregon State had a chance. I think they got the ball back with uh, maybe five or six minutes left. Down yeah, by yeah, they had they five. had it with the drive to go win the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they and only they lost by two. Goal. Yeah, the defense played very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they held Penix in, in check in that game. The the difference was Washington's defense played very well too. Yeah, um, so yeah. that was that was impressive. But yeah, no, that wasn't a bad pick by any means. And then the freaking Fighting Tigers, man. You got to know that you are 10 and 0 on the overs if you're Brian Kelly. You have to. Mm-hmm. You got to go punch it in. I think they got to stop on fourth down. I was hoping Georgia State would score. It was like the number <coughs> they were at uh, 70, I believe. Yeah, it was very close. Was and a- they got to stop. I was hoping Georgia State would score. I thought LSU might go shove it down our throat to get it, but we missed it by two points. And then for the lock, just terrible. Just freaking awful. Just like you, 23-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. I think they lost outright. They did. I stopped watching. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so a tough week, 0-3. Hoping to bounce back, though. Yeah, I made money on the week because put a chunk on Texas. Um, I, it Everybody does it at some point in time, but we preach it. Don't get crazy when you're in the hole. 
I did. I bet a lot on Texas, and then I bet a lot on LSU with the points. And we talked about that one. I felt it just worried me. Would Georgia State be able to move the ball and score, which they did in the first quarter? Yeah. It was looking like it was going to be a game there for a second. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they don't have the guys in the trenches. Those those smaller yeah. schools do not have the guys to contend with SEC competition. So, Yeah, um, they got shut out in the second half, <clears> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so – it was right there, though. Um, oh, that brings me to uh, twenty-seven and twenty overall, and uh, now we're we're still all even because we lost our locks at six and seven. So we will look ahead. This is um, a, a gigantic week, a huge week. Feast week is always big, which feast week obviously is more college basketball. We are going to uh, be giving out some college basketball plays. At least I am, but it's always big with football, too. You got a lot of games on Friday. You got the Egg Bowl on Thursday. A lot of games on Saturday. Um, so we will get into it. Do uh, Does anybody have match in midweek? No. Actually, it's just – no, I'm sorry. There's not even midweek match. Just <clears throat> there are games about to kick off in about eight minutes. But, yeah, I'm not – obviously, we didn't give anything out for that. The Egg Bowl, are you on it? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Who's got a lean? I'm going to take the under 55 and a half. I'm on the under as well. But I am also on a side. I'm always side and total <laughs> in the Egg Bowl. Well, I'm on the over. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised, not surprised. <laughs> Do uh, you got any more? You want me to Yeah, I wouldn't on? be surprised if... Mississippi State makes it a game after having like the worst season, but um, I don't know. Eleven points. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not taking it. So I don't know. The interesting thing is like, what's uh Dak Jackson's dart? Dart. He's questionable. I can't find a exact. If I had to give you my best guess, he's gonna play. Um, I can't get you an exact report on it though. I don't know. I would lean towards he plays. I would plan for him to play. Even with him playing, I'm on Mississippi State plus 11 and a half. So what I have is the story of this game is going to be Ole Miss's offense versus Mississippi State's defense. Ole Miss is going for a 10-win season, possibly a New Year's Six Bowl. State is just trying to get bowl eligible. The line opened at 14, since come down to 11 and a half. Mississippi State obviously fired Zach Arnett, responded with a win, albeit against Southern Miss. Mississippi State is not good, make no mistake. Uh, but they did just get back Will Rogers, starting quarterback and starting running back Jaquavius Marks. Rogers has missed the last month. Plus, him getting a chance to knock some of the rust off was important. One went away from a bowl game. You fire the coach. Doesn't seem like too many people liked him. You can win it in spite of him if you have to. I've watched the Ole Miss offense go cold against Tulane. Alarmingly cold. Um, Passing yards allowed. Ole Miss, 58th. Mississippi State, 48th. Rushing yards allowed. Ole Miss is 79th in the nation. Mississippi State is 45th. That's why we're going under 55 and a half. And I'm going to... I mean, I feel like if you're leaning state, you got to be leaning under and vice versa. Mississippi State's defense is going to have to show up here and uh, kind of try to make this one a game. So I'm taking Mississippi State plus 11.5, under 55.5. Why are you on the over? Well, can I give my breakdown? Because yep. I'm thinking about switching now, not to the over. You can do whatever you want because we stink. So okay. whatever well, we got to do to get winners. All I'm saying is because of what you just said is like how I pretty much have it. I have written down, Mississippi State has not been good this year by any means, but I think this is a game we can see Will Rogers have some success against a below-average Ole Miss defense. 
He returned from injury last week, put together a decent performance, just like you said, albeit Southern Miss. I know this isn't the air raid offense anymore, but Ole Miss, they should be able to get up in this game, theoretically, uh, and soften up the defense, allowing Mississippi State to score some points. Uh On the other side, though, Ole Miss, why I was going with the over was saying they shouldn't have trouble scoring with, I'm hoping, Dart plays and Judkins leading the way. Mississippi State's looking for bowl eligibility with their sixth win. Um, so I think they're going to come to play. I mean, this is a rivalry game. We all know that. No, yeah, everybody's um, – at this point, everybody, especially this week, everybody's coming to play. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody's not showing up. It's a rival. It's rivalry week. It's fucking – it's down to the end of the season, whatever you want to call it. People are either showing up for bowl eligibility, yes. tape for the transfer portal, win one for the fucking coach, whatever you want. But, it, yeah, everybody's going to be – I'm if gonna take you, Mississippi State. Okay. Um, I I don't think Ole Miss's defense is that bad. Um, they're below average. I think they're right about average because, like I said, rushing yards, defense, and passing yards. They're fuck. I just had it. Ninth. Um. Yeah, rushing yards are not great. Seventy ninth, but um, passing yards fifty eighth. They're they're middle of the pack. Um. But it's a little skewed. I mean, they had to go up against LSU. We dropped 49 on them. Um, they held Bama to 24. Um, a decent, an, a, a better than normal Georgia Tech offense to 23. Um, I don't know that. I don't think, let me put it this way. I don't think Mississippi State's going to come in and fucking air raid their way to 35 points or anything crazy. No, they're averaging 13.4 points per game in SEC play. Yeah. Not good. No, and it, but but yeah, also a little skewed though because they've been fucking trotting out Mike Wright mm-hmm. and he's been playing horrible. Yeah, he's not any good. No, so with real Will Rogers coming back, even though he he played against LSU, LSU's defense, we know what they are. Yeah, no, it was looking like LSU might shut Mississippi State out. For, yeah, for a good part of that game. So even with Rogers back, I think it's going to be a, a scrappy game. That's what I'm expecting. I think. Um, I can see, let's put it this way. I can see a route where Ole Miss kicks the shit out of them. I'm leaning towards that not being the case. I wouldn't be like, whoa, where'd that come from, though? So, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's the Egg Bowl. Last year, we were on Ole Miss, I believe. Mississippi State, big underdog, won the game. So, we'll see what happens. Move on to Friday. I got a few plays on Friday. How many total do you have for the week? Um, Eight. Eight total? Wow. Good, because this is a fucking week where we need to get our shit together. What do you got for Friday? Um, <clears throat> TCU at Oklahoma, 10.5 in favor of Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel was knocked out of Saturday's game against BYU. Brent Venable said he's trending towards playing. TCU's 5-6, and six, but they really aren't that bad when you look at the offense, number 33 in the nation in yards per play, number 69 in the nation in yards per play allowed, just below average. One of the things that made Oklahoma so good in the beginning of the year was Gabriel's ability as a runner, especially in that Texas game with him a little bit banged up. I'm going to take TCU plus 10 and a half. I am on them as well. Um, Oklahoma nearly lost to BYU last week. A bad, bad BYU. Yeah, they gave up nearly 500 yards of offense to BYU, who I've been betting against BYU. It took a 100-yard pick six for Oklahoma to pretty much seal this. So TCU is also looking... Bowl eligibility. And, yeah, Sonny Dyke said it's a big deal for him. So, 
<clears throat> I'm going to take TCU as well, plus 10 and a half. Um, who, let's see. Yeah, what's his name? I mean, they just beat the shit out of Baylor. They played Texas close. I understand it wasn't with yours, but it's still Texas. Then you've got um, tough road loss to, to Texas Tech. Ever since getting killed by Kansas State, they've kind of been playing much better, I would mm -hmm. say. Oklahoma's defense is looking fraudulent. So I'm going to take TCU plus 10.5 as well. Joseph, what's your first one for Friday? Oh, I can't wait to hear what y'all think of this. Iowa at Nebraska. You probably know what I'm leaning already. I have never seen a total this low. Yeah. I'm going under. 26 and a half. Hmm. <laughs> I almost just bet the over for the... I know. Just because of because how low it is. A yeah. scoop and score touchdown. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so low. It's so low. Yeah, I'm not touching that. So that That's kind of my reason, uh, though. I think it might scare some people away. But as we all know, it's obviously at this number for a reason. It's two good defenses. Iowa giving up 12 points a game. Nebraska giving up only 18. Uh, Iowa in four of their last five have gone on, under this number. Uh, I don't care who's at QB for Nebraska. They both suck, and Iowa always seems to feast on these lesser offenses. So I'm going to go with that low number. What do you mean they both suck? The QBs for Nebraska. It's a third guy that he doesn't know about. What do you mean? Brock Purdy's brother. Oh, yeah. I Come saw on, Chuba man. Purdy. Yep. Chuba? Yep. Really? Yeah. Not better than Chuba Hubbard. Well, we'll see. Chuba Hubbard could get in there and throw it better than him. All right. I am going to take Tulane minus three against UTSA at home, both undefeated in conference play. Tulane's going for an 11 win season. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points. I think I, I trust Michael Pratt more than I do Frank Harris. Frank Harris has kind of had a down year in the grand scheme of things. He's turned it around as of late. Don't get me wrong. But he has put the ball up for grabs a little more than in previous years. Tulane looked like they finally started clicking and got it going a little bit after playing a couple close games with teams that they shouldn't have been down in the wire with. I'm going to lay the points here. Um, we they've already that was another one we cashed. Tulane over nine and a half wins. That one cashed uh, with ease. So um, yeah, I'm going to lay the three. I think uh, I think we see Tulane get it done here. Are you on this? No. So. My next one, I confirmed 100%, and I, I placed it today. I don't know if you can still get it. Fuck. Must be exactly what I thought was going to fucking happen. I got New Mexico plus eight and a half. Um, that line's come down. So let me see. Let me get an updated. Fuck me. Yeah, I got it eight and a half today. Assuming that Lagos was not going to play. And it's now six and a half. So I'll just fucking scrap it, I guess. I don't know. There's no way anybody would ever be able to get an eight and a half. That's going to piss me off. I hope they lose. I hope I lose the bet. Um, <laughs> all right, fuck it. Um, what else you got for Friday? That's going to, God damn it. I fucking knew it too. I thought about tweeting it out. Because the line was assuming, like, Lagasse was going to play. That motherfucker is not coming back. That's going to fucking piss me off. They're going to win the game. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Missouri minus 7.5 at Arkansas. 
Missouri is 12th in the nation in yards per play. Arkansas is 114th. Missouri struggles against the pass a little bit, but it's a fairly strong team against the run. Arkansas's pass offense ranks 102nd in the nation. This is a good matchup for Missouri. I'm going to lay 7.5 with Missouri. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Joseph, do you have anything else for Friday? No more Friday. Penn State was 20-point favorites. Almost did it again. Not going to do it. It's up to 21 now. Not going to do it. I really thought about it, though. Um, I am going to take Oregon with the points, though. Minus 13.5 against Oregon State. Oregon State just played probably one of their better games of the season against Washington, came up short. They don't have much to play for at this point. Oregon has everything in front of them. Oregon has a college football playoff berth potential. Uh, they have a Heisman potential for Bo Nix. I think we see Oregon come out with their foot on the gas quick, early, and, and, and keep it there. Um, a lot of people are back in Oregon State. It is a lot of it is a lot of points. I think Oregon has the defense that they can put DJ Ogalele into a difficult position where he has to execute outside of his ability. I don't think we see it. I'm going to lay the points with the Ducks. I'm not even going to think about it. Minus 13 and a half. Are you on this? No. Do you have anything more for Friday? Um, No, not right now. I'm trying to see. I don't think I do either. All right. All right, we'll move ahead to Saturday. Let's talk about it because I have not placed my bet on this game. Um, I figured we would kind of break it down. I have a strong lean. I have a, sh- I have a strong lean. Um, arguably the biggest, Ohio State and Michigan. Would you say that this is the biggest regular season college football game of all time? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Do you have another one on the top of your head that you would say There's is There's a bunch of big ones. I mean, I guess this late in the season, maybe. Regular season, with everything that's riding on this game, one of the most notable coaches in college football, at least currently, two of the most high-profile programs, possibly the biggest cheating scandal that we've ever seen coming out. More and more is coming out. Coaches are getting fired. And it's all centered around this rival with the conspiracies that it's it's coming from Ryan Day's camp, that they're putting all this out. I would say that this is – I couldn't tell you a bigger regular season. Yeah, I mean, you had 2011, LSU at Alabama. LSU won that game. They then met again in the national championship. Well, yes, but, you're yeah, you're, see, you're looking ahead. You're, look, you're getting – you're getting. I mean, I was – But there wasn't – One like, versus two. No, yeah, definitely. But when you throw in the implications of everything going on, the legal – There's never been one like this week, I feel like, where it's two undefeated teams like this. Yeah. This – Last week of the season type game. Yeah, and this is one of the biggest. This is a top three rivalry in college football. But, yeah, when you throw in the scandal is what's making, what's fueling the flames of this matchup, though. And it's like this is one of those, like, we don't know what's going to happen, but they got to fucking play. This is why sports are so great. They have to show up and play this game. We're going to find out who's the best. There's question marks on both sides. Um, Which way are you leaning? Um. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan minus three, minus one fifteen on ESPN bet. Why'd you throw in minus one fifteen? Because that's the only place they have it right now. I do. Well, are you short? Oh yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I see a three. I thought I saw this is the first three that I've seen today, and um, that's the side I'm strongly leaning. So let let's just go over. I figured we would. Yeah, no. There's another three. There's a couple other threes popping up. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. You're correct. Um. So there, there are. I have worries on on both sides. So let me just get to what 
I wrote down about it. Um, do have you seen anything about the offensive tackles for Michigan? No, because they're questionable to play. So I can't find a concrete answer. If they're able to go, they're gonna go in this matchup. Um, the first thing I wrote down was, "Can I get a three? This opened at five and a half. We talked about it earlier. Five and a half. I'd take Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I would certainly take Ohio State. That was clearly a bad number and got bet down immediately. Um. I'm leaning towards the fact that McCarthy's mobility, which he got banged up too. McCarthy's mobility, I think, can be the difference in this one, especially if they have a banged up offensive line. Whereas McCord is, I understand he can run here and there a little bit. He's the less mobile of the two. But Corum, Edwards, and then you throw in McCarthy's ability to move. Penn State's got a quality defense. One of the better defenses in college football, and we saw Michigan march down the field without throwing a pass and put the game away without throwing a pass. Both of them have the bulletin board material. Both of them have the, like, they're both centered around the the controversy going on. It does worry me that Harbaugh's not on the sidelines. It worries me that they had to fire their linebackers coach. Um But I don't think I can I don't think I can take Ohio State. I don't, I don't, I think McCord is just a guy, in my opinion. He's not going to be somebody notable in this rivalry long term. He's not going to be somebody that we look back on like, wow, you remember when fucking Kyle McCord lit up Michigan? He's, he's more of a, just a guy. He's more of a non-factor in this, in this, in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion. Um, I mean, what are your reasonings for leaning Michigan? I'm also on the under 46 and a half. That's, I would certainly lean that way as well. Um, Ohio State's defense, number one in the nation in yards per play allowed. Last year, Michigan ran for 252 yards, but a little deceiving because for the most part of that game, Ohio State's defense held Michigan's rushing attack in check. It was seven minutes left in the game. Donovan Edwards runs for 75-yard touchdown. The next drive, Michigan gets the ball. Donovan Edwards runs for an 85-yard touchdown, so over 160 yards come in the second half of the fourth quarter. You look at uh, uh, Michigan's <clears throat> touchdown drives in, to- in total. The first touchdown was a 69-yard touchdown pass. The second touchdown was a 75-yard touchdown pass. The third touchdown was a 45-yard touchdown pass. They had one drive that was 15 plays, 81 yards, resulting in a three-yard touchdown run. And then, like I said, the last two touchdowns, a 75-yard touchdown run, an 80-yard touchdown run, so big-time explosive plays from the Michigan offense last year. Ohio State's defense is even better than it was last year. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be cold. Is there a chance for snow? God, I hope so. I don't know. Let me Give me a second. Keep going. Um, yeah, that's what I have. Michigan's defense, number four in the nation in yards per play allowed, number seven in rush defense. The, they have the top-ranked pass defense in the nation. Um I just see both of these offenses kind of struggling to move the ball. If any one of them has a little bit of success, though, I think it is Michigan. This coming down to three now, I have to take Michigan. Yeah, that's essentially what it boils down to for me. Like we talked about, when it opened at, um, I don't see, I see, it doesn't look like there will be, well, nighttime there's a possibility. It'll be cold enough at night, but there's very little precipitation in the forecast. So, no, I wouldn't bank on snow. 
You never know. Maybe it gets moved up. We're a few days out, obviously. Um, I mean, we talked about it. It opened at five and a half. That was a bad number. That was, that was an Ohio State number for sure. You, I, I can't even believe it opened at that, to be mm-hmm. honest. And if we did this show earlier, that's the side I would be on. But it, it's pretty razor thin for me. At three and a half, I would maybe stay away. But if you're going to – if it at a flat three, I'm going to take Michigan. I just – the place is going to be going crazy. You got to have it, it. You tilt the scale towards the Wolverines for being at home. Again, Kyle McCord, they should have lost to Notre Dame. Let's be honest. They should have lost the game. Um, I don't think that he's going to do enough. You have to be able to like really fucking, you have to be able to really excel in these matchups to be the difference maker. J.J. McCarthy's done pretty well, if I remember correctly, um, in these matchups. They've won the last two. Yeah, I, I think it's Michigan. At this number, it's Michigan or nothing. So I'm, I'm laying the points with the Wolverines. I would lean under as well. Um, there's nothing that show Eichenberg's been out the last two games. If he's out again, that's a big deal. He's their best linebacker. It seems like every time, the last two times they've played, they've worn them down and then hit them big. So you've got Coram, you've got Edwards, you've got McCarthy, who's mobile. I think we see Michigan make a couple more plays going down the stretch um, and pull away in this one. But it's going to be an incredible fucking game. I'm so ready for this game. It's one of the more anticipated games in in a while with everything surrounding it. So are you on it, Joseph? Yeah, it's my lock, though. Ohio State... all right um yeah so me and nick will be laying the three with the wolverines um all right let's see a lock that is crazy uh let's see all right another 11 another 11 o'clock kick i'm gonna lay the 10 and a half with lsu again Jaden daniels is on heisman watch um they're gonna try to put some points up on the board for him texas a&m is looking like they're going to be on the third string quarterback. Max Johnson's been out. Is he out again? There's question marks around that. Whether they are or they're not, I'm still going to take LSU. Uh, There's a receiver or maybe even two that are not going to be traveling with the team because they plan on entering the portal. I think we see a lot of that. Jimbo's out. A lot of these players were recruited by Jimbo. Nobody wants to go and get hurt in the final game of the season when they don't plan on being there next year. So... Uh, interim head coach. I don't think that this is going to be a rejoiceful fucking interim head coach comes in and wins the game on the road against a a ranked LSU. I don't see it. I think LSU runs it up here. They're going to want to put numbers up on the board for Daniels, try to solidify the Heisman spot. Um, Edger and Cooper, the starting linebacker, he's actually from Covington. I saw him post, and this is terrible. I'm only saying it because for the sake of betting, he had someone close to him pass away. Take that for what it's worth too. Linebacker, very good player. He's got uh, other shit that he's dealing with outside of football. So I'm going to lay the points with LSU. That sounds bad that that's like fueling my fucking (laughs) hammer the fucking shit on LSU. Um, I just saw it today, so I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, I'm taking LSU, minus 10.5. I'm going to lay the points. Are you on this? No. Okay. What's your next one for Saturday? Washington State at Washington. Washington 16.5 point favorites. Washington's defense ranks. 60th in the nation in yards per play allowed, but they have the 118th ranked passing defense. Washington State's offense has been kind of wishy-washy, but 
I'm kind of banking on them to give Washington a scare here. I'm going to take Washington State plus 16 and a half. You gave me a scare there. I'm on Washington State as well. I'm trying to see if we can get a 17. Um, what time do they play? I don't know. Already? I forgot I forgot to write it down. Um, Only game I didn't. I would assume late, but I don't know why I'm not seeing it's probably it. Probably a 2.30 game. You think? Um, I, I'm on Washington State as well. I just want to see if we can get a 17. No, it doesn't look like it. I see it. Um, yeah, I'll take him plus 16 and a half. Uh, Cam Ward's, the reason they're losing, it's not because of Cam Ward. Cam Ward's playing great. They just laid a 50-piece on uh, Colorado. He has weapons. They have quality running backs, Nikia Watson specifically. Washington's defense played really well last week. We watched them against USC play horrifically. We Their defense is not good. Don't be fooled. This is going to be this is like the Apple Cup or something that they play for. This is a big-time rivalry for them. We know nothing about it because we watch real football in the SEC. But for them up there, the liberals, they're going to be going crazy for this one. So I'm going to take Washington State, keep it close enough. Um, we've seen Washington go down in the wire with teams that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. This Washington State team beat Oregon State earlier this year. They fell off the map quick. But they have guys on the offensive side of the football. The question's going to be, can Washington's defense show up? I don't think so. Not enough. To, not enough to cover 17. So I will take it as well. What is your next one, Joseph? Uh, I'm going to go back to what you said. Uh, A&M and LSU, I'm taking it over again. 66 and a half. Playing with fire. Got to get it. Got to <laughs> get it back. Yeah, I don't know. If they're on a third-string quarterback, A&M's defense is still – Oh, no, LSU – They'll they'll score sixty four, okay, and then sixty four to three. <laughs> we'll see. That'd be something. Um. All right. What's your next one for Saturday? Um, Florida State minus six and a half at Florida. Jordan Travis is out. Graham Mertz is out. Starting quarterback hurts Florida State way more, in my opinion. Um, Florida's defense is total shit, though. One hundred. 31st in the nation in yards per play allowed, so I wouldn't blame people for liking Florida State here. They're good defense, 25th in the nation in yards per play allowed, but I'm going to um, go against the grain here a little bit. I'm going to bet on some magic from the Gators in the swamp for their final game of the year. I'm going to take Florida plus six and a half. I'm on it too for the same reasons. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's the Hurt Bowl. Jordan Travis, that is fucking horrible. Yeah. That is horrible. Against a no-name like North Alabama – you get your leg, your leg snapped like a twig. And the season where you have national championship aspirations is gone on one play. But fuck them. We're going to take the Gators. Plus six and a half. Mertz is out too. Broke his collarbone. Both done for the year. It's the Hurt Bowl. Uh, Tate Rodemaker has been with the program for a little while. I still think if you're, if you're Billy Napier, it's kind of exactly what you said. The downgrade from Mertz to the backup is nowhere near as severe as Jordan Travis to Rodemaker. Mm-hmm. It is a tremendous drop-off. I understand Rodemaker's been there. I don't care. You, you, you can't lose. Also, too, not even that. you got to take into account the just the deflating, like, season's over. Even if, even if they win the game, even if they run it, they're not going to win anything now. Jordan Travis was the catalyst on winning a national championship, so... Um, I will take the Gators as well. Billy Napier, rally the fucking troops. Let's end the season on a high note because you started it off on the lowest note possible, having people wear the fucking wrong jerseys and shit returning punts, getting 12 penalties against Utah to start the year. End it on a high note. It'll be good for recruiting the booster club. Maybe they won't fire your dumbass. Um, 
let me ask you this. If Florida State runs the table, are they in the college football playoff? Yeah, I don't see how you could keep them out. I agree. Should they? But it would be a travesty. Yes. That's where I'm at. So, it's travesty? Tra- it sucks that he's gone. <laughs> Sorry. It is a travesty that uh, he broke his leg like that. I wanted to see what Florida State could do. It's weird. It's they will get in if they go if they win the next couple games and win the ACC championship or win the next game and then the ACC championship. But I don't want them to go. It's gonna it's gonna suck. You're gonna take a, you're gonna take out a Texas or an Alabama or 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 somebody more deserving, which it's hard to say deserving, I guess, because they mm-hmm. will they will have then won every game that they played. But you lost your starting quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, I mean, you've seen it before with Ohio State and Cardero Jones. Yeah. They were able to win the national championship, but. Not this time. <laughs> yeah. That was a different day and age. What'd y'all get it at? Six and a half. Why do you see seven? No, I'm on Florida State. Okay. I thought y'all said six, so I was going to give it out at six. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Florida like, State. Reason. Oh, um. Uh, I have written down, I know this is risky with Travis being out for the season. And I, obviously, I don't know much about, I didn't, I thought it was Roadmaker. I didn't even know it was Rodemaker. Pretty sure it's Rodemaker. Um, but Florida State, to me, has too many playmakers on both sides of the ball. I still think uh, this backup QV, Rodemaker, should be able to control the offense with the skill players that they have. I don't see them folding in this one, like y'all just mentioned the rest of the team and Norvell knows they can still make the college football playoff, even if they're obviously probably not going to win. I still think they're going to be fired up to win out and uh, show everybody something here. And they should be able to dominate defensively as well, stop the run with ETN and verse, get to the quarterback. So I'm going to go with Knowles. Yeah. I mean, I think deep down they fucking know they got no shot. So, and they're going to be fired up. It's not like they're not going to come out and try, but you know, Deep down. It's like when fucking, when Devin snapped his ankle, y'all knew y'all weren't winning flag football. <laughs> yeah. So the morale, exactly like that. the morale was gone at that point. Um, but no, I mean, deep down, you think Keon Coleman's not like, what the fuck? I got this asshole throwing me the ball now. Like, you know, when Travis went down last year against, I think it was Louisville, Rodemaker got us home. We I remember bet on Florida State. I remember it. Yes, I remember it very well. Um, but this is a rivalry. Florida's one game away from being bowl eligible as well. But more so than that, I don't care if they had two wins or fucking ten wins. You need to end the season on a high note. You don't have a better opportunity now than when one of the best players in the country has gone down. So you're getting Florida State when this was almost certainly going to be a loss. Which if they were healthy, I could see Florida giving them a game and making it scrappy at home in a rivalry game. Um but now the fact that you get it without Jordan Travis, you got to take advantage of this opportunity. So I think Florida State will be the public side. I think I think Florida, who was running the ball all over the fucking place last week, I, I think they're going to have to do that again. I think we see them do it. So, um, But we'll see. That's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to take late game, 930. I'm going to take Cal, plus 9.5 against UCLA. Chip Kelly was obviously on the hot seat last week. They beat USC. I don't think he's off the hot seat. Uh, USC sucks. Bad. 
it's kind of crazy. It's like malpractice from Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be on his way out the door following Caleb Williams to the NFL. I don't think he should. I don't think he's really that good of a coach. I think he's benefited off of having a shitload of really good quarterbacks back to back to back. What they're doing at USC is a fucking disaster. Um, so I don't think that win for UCLA gets them off the hot seat. Cal has played um, better than I thought coming into the season. They're one win away from bowl eligibility as well. I think we can see them keep this one close. So, um, so I will take Cal. Uh, plus nine and a half. Then what else do you have? How many more total? Do you I got? think I just have my lock left. What about you? Uh, I'm on that game and then one more. You're on Cal? I'm on UCLA minus nine and a half. Okay. Um, UCLA was great on defense last week against a high-powered USC offense, holding them to only 20 points and completely taking away the run game. It was non-existence. I see more of the same in this one against Cal. Cal's defense is also non-existent, similar to USC. They're ranking 112th in the country in total defense. They give up 35 points per game, 420 yards of offense per game, and 6 yards per play. I think the Bruins keep it going on defense. Uh, They slow down Cal's offense and dominate on both sides of the ball. Yeah, we'll we'll see. um, Yeah, Ott is back. Uh, Okay. He's sleeping on Jaden Ott. Telling you. The dude's good. Um, oh, yeah. Cal, Cal's offense has been they, – they put up a lot of points. So, all right, let's and see. And I just have one more before my lock. I have – I think that might be it for me, just my lock. Yeah. All right, do you one more and then you lock. Um, This is probably my scariest one this week. Um, I'm going to the Iron Bowl. I'm going to take – Auburn plus 14 and a half. Um, there might be 15 available some places now. Okay. Uh, Auburn plus 15. Um, it's it's definitely, definitely, definitely going to be tough. Uh, Alabama looks extremely good, and everything points to taking Alabama, just dominating and blowing them out by 14, point, 14 and a half points at home. Just to me seems like a little bit too many in this, as we know, huge rivalry. Uh, the one thing that Auburn does – Pretty well is run the ball. They're ranking 21st in the country in rushing offense, averaging nearly five yards per carry and almost 200 yards per game. So I think you just need to lean on Jarquez Hunter to get the run game going, slow the game down a bit, open up the field to help Peyton Thorne make some plays, which I know in itself is a tall task, but it's just too many points at home with the hook. So I'm going to back Auburn in this one. Yeah, I'm not on it. Um uh, it's going to be more of a, <laughs> is, was last week a look ahead to the Iron Bowl? Right. Um, cause they got the fucking shit kicked out of them by Diego Pavia. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so Alabama, it, it, but I don't know. I think last year this one was close too. And Auburn wasn't anything good. Yep. Wasn't it close? Um, it may have been. I yeah. think it was. I think Auburn came down to the wire, but a I, lot I, of times this game is close. Yeah. 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 Sort of um, like like Auburn and Georgia this year, like they they stayed in that the entire game. Would you be surprised if Alabama just beat the dog shit out of them though? Me? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, see that Alabama's. What, I mean, they're rolling right now. That's, that's why where it saying. worries me, and yeah. it's more of a it's more of the defensive side of things. Is Auburn? How is Auburn going to be able to score? I guess so. But um, but that's why they play the game. We'll find out. You have just your lock. Yeah. Alrighty. 
our most important bets of the week this week uh, more than ever. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now, but it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. For my lock of the week, on a get-out-of-the-gutter week, going to Nebraska, minus one, against Iowa, the lowest total in the history of college football. Nebraska's been one win away from bowl eligibility the last three weeks. 20-17, to 17, lost to Michigan State. 13-10, to 10, they lost to Maryland, and a brutal overtime loss to, Mar- to uh, Wisconsin. Now's the time Matt Rule's going to get the Cornhuskers bowl eligible. One-point favorites against an offense that has been decimated. Eric All's out. McNamara's out on the defense. Cooper DeGene's out. They have nobody left. Points will be hard to come by. You might see 10 points in this game, but they're all 10 going to be scored by Nebraska. Give me the Cornhuskers minus one. Matt Rule's going to have the Huskers going bowling. What's your lock of the week? Wisconsin minus two at Minnesota. Minnesota team once known for good defense and running the ball. Defensively, they rank... 90th in the nation in yards per play allowed. They have the 69th ranked rushing attack. Overall, the Gophers offense ranks 113th in the nation in yards per play. Wisconsin, they've had their struggles this season, but the defense still ranks 22nd in the nation in yards per play allowed. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus two. It's like the same game, just different. It's fucking the same same horrible, good defense, bad offense. Just fucking pray for a scoop and score a touchdown. Joseph, what is your lock of the week? Uh, for my lock, we already touched on it. Ohio State at Michigan. I'm also going to be on the under with you, Nick, at 46 and a half. Uh, these are, like we said already, these are two top five defenses. Both teams giving up only four yards per play and 250 yards or less of offense per game. Michigan has a very good rushing attack, but Ohio State has also been good against the run, giving up only three yards per carry. To me, this is just kind of similar Another one of those defensive games to what we saw both teams when they played Penn State. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to lean under 46 and a half here. Okay. All righty. It's a very important week. To recap, in the Egg Bowl, give me Mississippi State plus 11 and a half, the under 55 and a half, TCU plus 10 and a half, Oregon minus 13 and a half, New Mexico. Nope, I can't fucking take New Mexico plus eight and a half. I'm on New Mexico plus eight and a half. If we've done this fucking podcast one day earlier, it would be on my card. Um, Tulane minus three, Ohio state, Michigan. I'm taking Michigan minus three LSU minus 10 and a half Cal plus nine and a half Florida plus six and a half Wazoo plus 16 and a half. And my lock of the week, the corn Huskers, Nebraska minus one. I'm going Ole Miss, Mississippi state under 55 and a half. We're going to take TCU plus 10 and a half Missouri minus seven and a half. Ohio State, Michigan, under 46 and a half. We're going to take Michigan minus three. Washington State plus 16 and a half. Florida plus six and a half. And we're going to take Wisconsin minus two for the lock of the week. Uh, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. I'm going State plus 11 and a half. Iowa, Nebraska, I'm going under 26 and a half. A&M, LSU, I'm going over 66 and a half. Alabama at Auburn, 
Auburn plus 15. Florida State at Florida, I'm going to back the Seminoles, minus six and a half. Cal at UCLA, I'm going to take UCLA minus nine and a half. And for my lock of the week, I'm going under 46 and a half, Ohio State, Michigan. All right, there you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football, week 13, rivalry week. Uh, we need it now more than ever. We will recap last week's NFL um, <clears throat> and then get into our best bets. We do every Thanksgiving game. Um, if it, if it's NFL on Thursday, we're going to have a play on it. So, all right. Very on brand with uh, what happened for me in college football. But Bengals plus four Thursday night, Joe Burrow gets hurt. Got hurt the week before, and they just decided not to tell anybody. NFL's investigating, which means nothing. Um, but they're going to have to figure something out here because there's a lot of money being put on these games. We need to have an honest injury report or else uh, we wouldn't have been on the Bengals. So that was a loser. Dolphins minus 12. Two stinks. They turned the ball over a lot, way too many times. Um, they went by seven, I think. They had opportunities to go down and cover the number. Couldn't get it done. Broncos minus two on Sunday night. This one was annoying. Um, it's very it sums up the season. It's the season I've had. I have not had one two-point conversion when I needed them to get it. Have not had one go my way. This was another another case. They could have kicked the extra point to go up to, um, but obviously they wouldn't ever do that. So they went for two to make it a three-point game and didn't get it. It was a horrible play. A little weird toss to Javante Williams that got blown up three yards behind the line of scrimmage. So that was frustrating. That's the margin. It's a razor-thin margin from having a positive week and not um, – but that was the three losses, the two wins, Monday night, Eagles plus three. Uh, me and Nick were both on it. A much-needed win to close out the week from hell. This was a good way to close it. Um, to be honest, I wanted to bet more. So I had three, wanted to bet more on it because that's what you're supposed to do when you lose all your money. Um, couldn't get a three, could only get a two-and-a-half, couldn't even buy the half point. It, they were asking minus 130 for the mm -hmm. half point. Put it on the money line. So plus 125. Um Thank you, Valdez Scantling, for dropping a deep ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jaguars minus six and a half was my lock. They win by 20. It was about time. I was long overdue for a Jaguars win. Uh, so a good lock win there. The easiest win I've had this season. Uh, not this season, sorry, this past week. Two and three brings me to 25 and 31, five and six in my locks of the week. You had three plays. Yeah, um, Bengals. Joe Burrow goes out early in this one. Um, Browns plus uh, minus four. Second lock I've lost because of Jason Watson. <laughs> Not playing football. Your favorite player. Yeah. Fucking. And then we had the Eagles. The Eagles plus three on Monday night. The Eagles went out right. Both of your losses were because the starting quarterback did not play. Yep. So that stinks. Well, I'm six and five. If Watson just would let me know, <laughs> I'd have a chance to win more, more win more locks. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two two of my losses come from him not playing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was on the other team on one that he didn't play. And no, I could be thinking of something wrong. I don't fucking know. I'll lose every game. What uh <laughs> what did you do last week, Joseph? Uh yeah, just a bad Thursday for us. I was on the under um forty six and a half for the Bengals and Ravens. And then Nick and I were both on the Browns minus four, Deshaun Watson. Screwed us, uh, and then I got one of my two picks in Seahawks at Rams. Rams plus one, although I got a bit lucky there with them missing the field goal to win the game. That is the Seahawks, and the over 46 was a loss as well. So I went one, I went one and three, which brings me to uh, 
17 and 27 and 3 and 8 in my locks. Y'all were both one game away from going over on the podcast. Would have been the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's been going on. You didn't hear that? You're talking about <laughs> sitting right next to you. You didn't know that that you're was You're talking ringing? about just in the NFL? Did you win one in college? No. I would no, have I'm been talking over in both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not talking just that. Yeah, no. Talking both sides. Which, granted, he gave out Texas, but. Yeah, that's the only reason I was thinking that. But on the podcast, we almost just had the worst week we've ever had. I mean, it probably was probably the worst week there. we've ever had. Um, but there's only one way to go when you went all the way down to the bottom. So, um, do the Chiefs have a problem on offense? I don't know. <laughs> well, it, was kind of, it was wet out there. Yeah. <laughs> In reality, if Valdez Scanley could catch a ball, they win the game. So... More than likely, unless the Watson dude. There was a lot of drops. The White Watson. Yeah, like you can't. You got to catch those. I mean, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. He fucked up on the You're punt the on punt coverage too. He was yeah. right there and he let it go in. That mm-hmm. was huge. That was huge. That was right after he dropped it too. The Chiefs do. I've said it over and over. They have a problem on offense. If Valdez Scantling is the the guy who we're trying to hit the home runs to, good fucking luck. That was, I mean, that was horrible. He's got to catch that. And then, and then Mahomes, Mahomes knew the media would eat it up if he was like, I'm going to take the blame for throwing that fucking dime. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I could have put it a little bit shorter. What, you could have put it from here to here? Like, what are we, what are we talking about? Mahomes gets up yeah, there. He's, and fr- like, Scantling's a clown, man. Yeah. He's like turning himself around. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's the worst receiver in football. I mean, I couldn't tell you a worse one off the top of my head, but. He shouldn't be on on a team. No, yeah, that was bad. That was that was really bad. But I guarantee you, Mahomes is media trained. That he knew. They told him, like, look, we know Scantling's a sack of shit. Get up there and say that you could have been better. You threw a fucking sixty-five yard dime on a rope that he dropped directly in his hands. Get up there and tell him it was your fault. Yeah, even the fourth down hits Watson in the hands. Uh-huh. No, I know that was awesome. Uh-huh. That was awesome when Sc- when Valdez Scantling dropped that. So I was like, okay, you don't win after that. That's mm-hmm. your chance to win. The, it's, the margin of error is so thin. When he dropped that, I was like, done deal. We, we, we're going to win. And, um, and they did. So Jalen Hurts played like shit, and he's now the MVP frontrunner. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Uh, but he can run in one-yard touchdowns. Um, what else? What else is going on in the league before we just get into cards? Anything? Um. I don't know. No, not really. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Um, alrighty. All right, let's get into it. Starting with Thanksgiving Day. You got three games. Packers, Lions starting it off. Then you got Commanders, Cowboys, then you got Niners, Seahawks. Are those three divisional matchups? Yep. Interesting. All right, Packers and Lions. Which way are you going? Uh, I'm gonna take Packers plus seven and a half. Hmm. I'm on the Lions. I don't like the hook, obviously. I think that uh being back at home indoors, uh, I mean, which they just played Chicago at home indoors, so that kind of takes that out of the equation. But since they got the shit kicked out of them by Baltimore, they have not looked great. I think this is a um, time for them to kind of right the right the ship, I guess, and kind of get back on track, looking like the team that I mean they are eight and two, four and one at home. Um, so they're having a great year in, in the grand scheme of things. I think this is. 
the time that they, they need to come out and handle business in a divisional matchup and kind of smack around Green Bay and get back on track with what we saw them doing earlier in the year. Um, I don't love it, though. I wouldn't be on it if it wasn't Thanksgiving. I just don't think I can bring myself to take Jordan Love and the Packers. So, you know, Aaron Jones is out. So, I don't think that Jair Alexander is going to be able to stop St. Brown. Um, first matchup, we were on the Lions, actually, on the road. They won 34-20. to 20. We were both on it. You want to reconsider? No, I just think seven and a half. That's too many points. It, it is a lot of points. Um, now the Packers' the defense is um, the rush defense is bad. So yeah, maybe the line just run it all over them. But well, I think I'm hoping the defensive line is going to be able to get to Jordan Love, and I think having Aaron Jones out of the equation as the checkdown guy is a a problem. Um, which he's not listed on this injury report. I'm 99% certain he's not playing, right? I've seen, I mean, at least from fantasy, they have him listed as questionable, and I'm, A.J. Dillon's points are projected up. Yeah, I don't think, I, I'm pretty certain he's not playing. Uh, all right, what side are you leaning? Uh, I'm on the under 46.5. I kind of um, agree with what you're saying here. They're back at home. I think they could get back on track in this one because they haven't really looked too great, obviously, with Baltimore. And then last week they didn't really look too great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golf, I don't, I don't see him doing what he did against Chicago with both, I mean, the two opening drives they had, two picks, and then he had a third one. Uh, but I think it's the defense in this one for the Lions. I think they can get back on track at home and uh they can make life difficult on love in this one yeah okay um aaron jones is week to week not expected to play their injury report is a fucking mile long um is jair is playing he's been a limited participant yes but he's got a hurt shoulder they've got on their injury report jair alexander Corey ballantyne devondre campbell kenny clark josiah deguara aj Dillon, rudy ford rashawn gary uh Elton Jenkins, who nobody knows, Aaron Jones, Luke Musgraves out, uh, Kaysan Nixon, Jaden Reed, Darnell Savage, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks, and Emmanuel Wilson. They got a lot of people. Um, Aaron Jones is out, Musgraves out, Dontavian Wicks is out, A.J. Dillon, Jaden Reed are banged up. Um, Rashawn Gary was a full participant. He's one of the three people who were full participants, so so he'll go and say if, he, if he's even remotely not going to be in that'll be a problem Detroit's got to lean on the run um I think Jair Alexander's a good corner but I don't think that he is like as advertised I think I don't think he's going to shut down Amon St. Brown um I think the Lions have found the ability to use Jameer Gibbs how they're supposed to even with David Montgomery being back uh so we could see them pound away here against a a, a fairly injured Green Bay Packers team um but again seven and a half is a lot and they haven't looked great the last four weeks since they got killed by Baltimore they've won the last three but they've all been close um all right we'll go to the second one Cowboys and uh Commanders which way are you leaning I'm gonna lay them with the Cowboys I am as well and I am as well okay so we got a consensus I remember this very well last year uh I think they played the Giants last year it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I think it was Thanksgiving. And um, this was one of those typical situations where Cowboys are, I don't remember what the number was, but it was more than a touchdown. 
and they were covering, but the Giants had the ball two minutes to go. And I was like, fuck, they missed a field goal. They missed a field goal that would have secured it. And everybody, the whole family's like, what do you mean? You're good. Look at it. You're good. I'm like, I'm not fucking good. Mm-hmm. I said, I lose now. They had to go 85 yards. I'm like, I fucking lose. And they marched down, fourth down, converted. This is the third week in a row that the Cowboys are double-digit favorites. Yeah. Giants, Panthers, and now Commanders. They're playing really good right now. Yeah, well, I hopped off of them when they uh, lost to Philly, and Dak Prescott stepped out of bounds. So, um, yeah, I mean, they just trounced this Giants team that just beat the Commanders last week uh, by multiple scores. So, Sam Howell, 12 12 interceptions. So, put a couple of those up for grabs. Cowboys need to come out and handle fucking business. Just run up the score on them. And uh it's a divisional matchup. You got to get to 8 and 3. They haven't lost at home. Commanders are 3 and 3 on the road. Deron Bland's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I am gonna lay it. Sounds like we're all laying it with the Cowboys minus 11. Yep. Uh Sunday night minus 10. Or, and a half. Uh I, I don't know. You got 11? What you get? 10 and a half. Okay. Yep. Minus 10 and a half. Um Niners Seahawks. Seahawks are at home. Niners are six and a half point favorites. Over under 43 and a half. The final game on Thursday night. Who feels good? I'm going to uh, make this one my lock. Interesting. All right. I'm going to lay it with the Niners. Um, Gino got banged up. He did come back in for the final drive. I. I don't love it. It's a tough place to go play. Um. Witherspoon, a couple other guys on that Seahawks defense are not playing bad at all, but Purdy looked really, really good last week. Um, I don't know how much success Geno's going to have against the Niners defense, especially if he's a little banged up. So I will uh, I'll lay the six and a half with the Niners on the road. What about you, Joseph? That's where I'm at. Okay. Kind of thinking the same way. Uh, I don't love it, but I would def. I, I just I'm not comfortable taking Seattle with Geno being banged up and. Like you talked about, Purdy looked great last week. Their defense still is what it is, even on the road. Yeah. I got to take them. Okay. Six and a half? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It came down. It was seven uh, at yeah. least. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. How many? You have just your lock left? Um. No, I have at least one. I, I might add another one. Okay. Go ahead. Um. Well, shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Saints at Falcons. I'm going to take the Saints plus one. I can't do it. <laughs> I just think the Falcons are uh, worse than us. Yeah, they're going bad. back to Ritter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> um, And Carr's technically, I guess, still in concussion protocol, so we'll see what happens with that. But we talked about it last episode. We don't think that there's a huge drop-off between him and Jameis in terms of production, but... Yeah, I'm going to take a point here. Okay. Um, on paper, yeah, they should smash it. But I don't know. There's been plenty. Of, I don't think I've covered with the Saints once this, this year. There's been plenty of games where. Yeah, I pushed one. There's been plenty of games where it's like they should smash them here. This is a this is a spot Texan. Should have smashed them. Fucking uh, Vikings with Dobbs. Should have smashed them. There's, I just can't do it anymore. Uh, I'm out. Um, we'll see what happens, though. They should. Should handle it. Derek Carr. Fucking 10 games into the season. He's got 10 goddamn touchdowns. 10 fucking touchdowns. Paid him $150 million. What's that per touchdown? <laughs> um, all right. I have 
One more than my lock. I'm going to take the Ravens minus three and a half. Going to go back to them. Um, I think that the Chargers suck, and it's weird how bad they suck. I'm going to lay the three and a half with the Ravens. They're four and one on the road. Chargers are two and three at home. There's they have there's no such thing as a home field advantage in L.A. I think we could see Staley fired midseason. Uh, the fact that they're four and six with this roster is a, is a problem. Um, Justin Herbert is a top tier talent, but he's going to have to be in the perfect situation, perfect play calling, all of that to to actually be able to win the, a Super Bowl. I, I said when they drafted him, he'll be Philip Rivers. He's going to be a good player. He's surrounded by weapons, though. It's not so much the offense's problem. Um, if he had, if Quentin Johnson could catch, maybe they win last week. We're having a different story here, but I do think the Chargers are bad. So Ravens have been good on the road. Um, Keaton Mitchell, I think his first name's Keaton. He's kind of come on and, and is a good compliment to Gus Edwards. Odell, I understand uh, Andrews is potentially having a season in jeopardy. Uh, they're saying he can maybe come back from the postseason. I'm still going to lay with the Ravens here, minus three and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens as well. You were thinking about it? Yeah. The half point's a little bit worrisome just because. But look, the, I'm gonna be the, honest with the you. defense is too good yeah, for the Ravens. Number one in the league in yards for play allowed. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to be honest with you. It was four. I had it at four. scratched it out. I was going to lay it with four. Um, I think they, yeah, I think they handle this. I, and I understand you're going East Coast, West Coast. Uh, so that's not great. But um, I still think they handle this big time. Joseph, how many more do you have before you lock? Uh, two more in my lot. Okay. You can go ahead with both of them. <clears throat> um, Jags at Texans. I'm going to go over 47 and a half here, even with it being a, a divisional matchup. Texans are rolling right now with Stroud. Uh, but the past two weeks, they've been able to establish a good running attack with uh, Devin Singletary. He's going for 150 and 112 yards in two straight weeks helping kind of open it up downfield for Stroud. I'm impressed with their offensive line. Uh, Stroud looks poised in the pocket. He's got a lot of time. So I think they'll be able to put up points, even against a pretty formidable uh, Jaguars defense. But they looked, the Jags on offense, they looked to have gotten it together last week. Uh, that was your lock, the 34-14 win over the Titans. Lawrence looked very good. Um, I think both of these teams can keep it going this week and score some points in this one. So I'm going to go over 47 and a half for that. And then uh, Browns at Broncos. I'm going to go the other way under 35 and a half. Browns uh, right up there with the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Denver has been much better in the past four weeks, and they're playing really good football right now, especially defensively. I think they can show up again this week against a rookie QB and DTR. So, I'm going to go under 35 and a half for this one. All righty. All right. All we have left is our locks of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm going with the 49ers, minus six and a half. It's the defense here. Number six in the league in yards per play allowed, number five in sacks over the last three games. Seattle, defensively, they're ranked 23rd in the nation in yards per game allowed. So 
I think the 49ers are the best team in football. I'm going to lay the six and a half. All righty. I like it. For my lock of the week, I'm going to lay the one point with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Matt Canada is gone. You're going to see a rejuvenated, uh, reinvigorated Steelers offense. The defense is good. And then you go to the other side. You've got subtraction plus subtraction. Canada's out, but so is Joe Burrow. And things are going to become a lot more difficult for the Cincinnati Bengals. You can take basically take this season and throw it in the trash. Um, T. Higgins has been battling injuries. Stop the run. Contain Joe Mixon, who looked good up until Burrow's injury. Contain Joe Mixon. It's going to be a really tough day uh, for the Bengals' offense. I think that the Bengals' defense is still going to show up and make things a little difficult for the Steelers. Do I think it's going to just be this massive turnaround that Matt Canada is gone? No. But one point, I'll take the Steelers 6-4. and four. Um, Currently, they'd be in the playoffs. So they fired Canada for a reason. So it's going to put a spark into this team, at least in some capacity. They're currently in the playoff picture. The Bengals' season is done. I'm taking the Steelers minus one. You about to add it? No. Go ahead, do it. No, I'm <laughs> right else. All right, Joseph, what is your lock of the week? Um, I'm going to go to the uh, – correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the lone game Friday, Dolphins at Jets. Correct. Do they always do that? No, they're doing week? it this year, Black Friday game. I thought that was different. Um yeah, I'm going to actually take a team total here. I'm going to go Jets team total under 14 and a half. Um, the Dolphins defense has been playing better as of late. Jalen Ramsey's back. He had two of their three picks against the Raiders last week. He looked really good. Those were some really good picks. Uh, I like them to keep that going in this one against a Jets offense that we know is just they're just terrible. And they're transitioning to another quarterback. I don't even know his first name, Boyle. Uh, he came in last week after Zach Wilson got benched. One of the worst offenses if not the absolute worst right now in the NFL. Um, and the Dolphins' defense getting it going, so I'm going to take the Jets' team total under 14.5. His name is Tim. Tim uh, Boyle. All righty, there you go. That is our best bets. We will recap real quick. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, give me the Lions minus 7.5, Cowboys minus 11, and the Niners minus 6.5. We're laying all the favorites. Ravens minus 3.5, and, and my lock of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers minus 1. I'm going Packers plus seven and a half, Cowboys minus ten and a half, the 49ers minus six and a half for the lock of the week. We're going to take the Saints plus one, and we're going to take the Ravens minus three and a half. Um, I'm going to go Lions Packers under 46 and a half, Cowboys minus ten and a half, 49ers minus six and a half. Jags, Texans over 47 and a half. Browns, Broncos under 35 and a half. And for my lock of the week, Jets team total under 14 and a half. There you go. That is our best bats of the week, college football and NFL. It has been a struggle these past couple weeks. Really, this year has been a down year in comparison to our typical standards. But that could all be the, – the ship could be uh, pointed in the right direction after one week. We can get out of the gutter. Um I will send shots for the remainder of this year. For those that are new to the podcast, we always pick every single bowl game. So bowl season is a big deal for us. There is still plenty, plenty of opportunities to turn the ship around. So do you have anything to say before we go? Nope. Do you? Happy Thanksgiving. Episode 172 is in the books. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you to everybody who takes time out of their day to listen to our show. Thank you to the fucking losers that message us every time we get a bet wrong. I promise on everything. This is going to be a good week, and I'm going to message all of you fucking losers right back and let you know that y'all can all go fuck yourselves. Y'all have a good one. Who dat? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. I'm 
unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.